Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. Welcome, welcome back, everybody. I'm John Crevillian, and I'm your host as usual. I've got my got my best grandma ever mug. I'm ready for the morning. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. You know, it was a tough running. You felt like it's, it was time to become a grandma? <laughs> it's oh it's God. tough being a grandma when you have no kids and you're a dude, you know? Like <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of obstacles in the way, but I here we are. I am uh once again joined by Steve Freitag. How you doing, Steve? I'm 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 still reeling a little bit from your cup, but I waited until we were recording to reveal this to you, just for that genuine content. You're looking out for the (laughs) looking out for the users, you know. Um, Right. (laughs) And uh, we are also joined by Mary Carlton. How are you, Mary? I am doing great. Just back from vacation, so I'm feeling good. Excellent, excellent. Mm -hmm. Where did you go? To the Ozarks with my sisters. Oh, very yeah. cool. Sounds exciting, but we spent most of the time going to thrift stores and the Amish bakery. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. So, yeah. I would say no on the first, yes on the second. <laughs> yeah, those Amish bakeries are, man, they know what they're doing. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Wonderful. Good stuff, good stuff. I always go and like check out the Amish goods at Woodman's in town here because it's always just incredible. Like yeah. it's worth the price in my mind. So speaking of coffee, coffee cups, I've, I've yeah. got my, my retro um, Avengers, I guess. There's even an X, there's Wolverines on here too. So, you know, I reheat my coffee with this coffee mug. And so I just have a bone to pick with the, the, the manufacturer of the microwave that I use. So there's a button on it that says 30 seconds, which is what, I, you know, that's sometimes a perfect amount. You need to heat your right. coffee, so put mm-hmm. it in. Handles facing right toward me. I hit 30 seconds. Goes for 30 seconds. I open it up. And it's always on the other other side of the tray. <laughs> Shouldn't that be part of the engineering of a microwave? You'd think so. So, so I mean that's real, that's that's real truth-based pain right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what is God trying to tell you in this memory, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> that I'm right. <laughs> But I guess you get what you pay for. That's what I think I learned. True, true, right. true. <laughs> I remember um, one time growing up, just on the subject of weird mugs, we had one um, that my brother put in the microwave and it started sparking. And like he was trying to like warm something up and people were just thinking he was just trying to cause problems. But he's like, I didn't know what would happen. And we were like, okay, how did you break this? And we realized there was like a metal like rim along the outside of it. And we were like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, he didn't break it on purpose. The microwave just decided to melt. <laughs> anyway, let's jump into it. We've got a lot more questions to go through. We've got a lot more stuff that the listeners have for us. A lot of interesting subjects here. This is a still such a long list, and I'm so excited for it. So let's, let's jump in. First one here. Any tips on encouraging friends or family to pursue the ministry who may be hesitant or skeptical? I just wrote a comment on this one as I was reading through, and I wrote, get ministry yourself. 
Ooh. That was my short answer. Nice. So yeah. Mm-hmm. You probably have a better answer, Steve. Well, I'd say, yeah, if you aren't getting ministry, you get ministry yourself. Um, so that people look at your life. It's, it's the same as how do we witness to unbelievers? Like, hopefully mm-hmm. your life represents Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the more that we deal with that stuff inside of us and, and, and the sweet aroma of Christ is more evident in our life, it's much better for people to say, hey, what's up with you? I, I've mm-hmm. noticed some changes. What are you doing? Instead of, hey, here's a ministry for you. But that said, John, you spend a little bit of time on the tech side for us. I do. What would you say to people? Who? Well, I'm glad you asked, Steve. I would tell people to check out. <laughs> I would tell people to check out our YouTube channel where we've got a ton of testimonies of um, people who have just gone through this process, the change they've experienced. You know, like people have come a long way, and they're really open to talking about it. And we've got a lot of recordings of those um, testimonies. And they're really like far ranging things too. Like there's a guy that uh, got a lot of healing from some PTSD he experienced while he was overseas. There's someone who got like physical healing from like psoriasis. There's a lot of really cool testimonies. So if you just need something that you can just quick link to, they're they're ready. uh, The YouTube channel, I would highly recommend. Go there. uh, Take a look at some of those, you know. Right. And we also have our website and we don't just want ever anybody to just make an intro call. But if people are kind of interested, just you can schedule a free 15 minute intro call. Totally. And mm-hmm. yeah, do a little research first. Don't just click the button and make sure that it's mm-hmm. worth yeah, exactly, our exactly. time as well. But mm-hmm. boy, I, I don't know what the statistics are, but I think we're over 90 some percent people who go through the 15 minute uh, call end up making an appointment or two or three. We, we encourage yes. people to have yes. the mindset of doing three to five sessions. I think having that, that, mm-hmm. that, that goal in mind or that mindset is really helpful instead of mm-hmm. just barely dipping your toe in. And we have a, we have an intro to cross council video on our YouTube channel. You know, if you just want to have someone, you could even go on and give them the link. Someone who wants a three minute video on what we do you know, that, that might give them some information, but you're right, Steve, the life, the life that's getting freedom is the best testimony. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but let's assume, you know, the person is getting ministry and, and they want to spread the word. So some of those things that we just talked about are ways to introduce people to it. But I've found, especially with family members, you know, I was in a ton of denial growing up. I learned to stuff everything. A lot of my family's the same way. So when I talk about, you know, the peace that I have and, and it's, it's exhibited in things that I do, my family will ask questions. But as soon as I start talking about, you know, let's, there's things that happen to us where we are carrying around wrong thinking and it's causing that pain that you're thinking about, the denial is really strong. And so pray for that person. Pray that the Lord would open their eyes to see the condition they're in. Pray that they come to a place in their life where they want change. Because I have family members that feel like, you know what, I'm 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 good. Even though there's a, you know, 
a lot of pain there, a lot of things that I would love for the Lord to be able to help them with. So, so one more thing on that last question about wanting family, well, not necessarily family, but just other people that are around you who are hesitant to get ministry, continue to get ministry for yourself, because if what they're doing or the way they're acting is causing you pain, then look and see why that's happening. Because I had a a really strong desire to get a person that was in my life free because they were constantly hurting me. And I so wanted them to get some freedom. But as I let the Lord heal me, I got more and more peace about just accepting who they were and the way they were. And, And the things that they were doing became less and less hurtful to me as those hot buttons, that lie-based thinking in my life got dealt with. I was able, the person actually never did get ministry, but I was able to love them and support them and encourage them even though they didn't. So that's another component of that situation. Right on. It's also not a a bad idea to educate yourself more. If you are getting ministry, you're getting healing, but it's also I think good when somebody asks some questions that you're able to answer some of their um, skepticism Mm -hmm. with some accuracy as far as Mm -hmm. our perspective on things. So that's not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. We also do a podcast too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm told it's good. (laughs) Incredible editing. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's probably the best grandma ever. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> All right. So, so that was only the first part of the question. The first part being any tips on encouraging friends or families to pursue this ministry uh, who may be hesitant or skeptical. The second part of this question is uh, the following: Any experience using this method with people suffering from psychosis? Is it effective, or do they need to have some of these more acute symptoms addressed first? Hmm. When it comes to psychosis, as far as I understand, there's there's a connection with that and schizophrenia. And that's one of the conditions that it doesn't seem like our, our ministry has much effectiveness. Sure. Schizophrenia and people who have a you know, like a disconnection from uh I guess reality. So it's possible they could come and if there are certain things that they can address. If there is some history there where there's pain, which is everybody, um, mm-hmm. it, it sounds like a smart aleck answer, but it's like they can if they can and they can't if they can't. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I I would manage expectations when it comes to somebody that's um, that far disconnected from from reality, but we wouldn't turn anybody away, but we would just let them know, hey, this is this is our experience. Right. So, mm-hmm. so I, I think it's a really well-rounded question too, because, you know, they asked if they needed to have some of the acute sy- symptoms addressed first, if they're able to be on medication that brings them more into reality, that might be a really good way to, way to approach it. Mm-hmm. And the same with bipolar, which I've ministered. Lots of people have come in and said they're bipolar. They're on medication for that other kinds of mental disorders, I guess. And we just start the process and see what happens. It's been surprising to see people who, as long as they can feel and remember, they can get some freedom. And then I've had other sessions where 
it was just a really, really tough session and they were not able to feel anything or remember things or their mind was so scattered. They just couldn't even focus on anything, you know, and, and those people it may be difficult for them to get freedom using our approach, but you just have to see, because sometimes some of that behavior is actually a, a, a defense mechanism to keep from feeling, you know, and we can address that. So we're not professional uh, counselors or therapists, but we are very good at what we do. So mm-hmm. I don't like to turn anybody away. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Right on, right on. On to the next here. Can we be proactive as we go into future events and catch lies as they are being told? Hmm. What do you think? Uh, my mind goes into several different directions. I'm not exactly sure what they're asking or if there's an understanding of what lies are. Lies mm-hmm. in, in the context of transformational prayer ministry are things like, I'm worthless, I'm no good, uh, I'm alone, just a whole bunch of lies <laughs> like that. So there are situations where somebody is being told by somebody in their life that they're useless, that they're stupid. So as those things are being told to you, you can catch those and see, well, how deep did the arrow go? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Lord, that one went in pretty deep. Okay. Lord, what do I need to know in this moment? Because I need to still function. I'm doing my job right now, or I'm in the middle of something. I, I can't go into the melt process right now. So you can catch those kind of things. Um, but people do get confused on what we're talking about with lies. Understandably, it's it doesn't have to necessarily have to do with like um, these conclusions or assumptions that we come up with, or we're not talking about differences in theology, mm-hmm. those kind of things, or differences in just okay. I'll just say it. Should I get vaccinated or should I not get vaccinated? Right. If someone says you should get vaccinated, oh, you should not get vaccinated. That's not, those are not, and I'm not even, I'm just kind of throwing something out there like, oh, if I do enough ministry, then I'll know which direction that I need to go and if I should get vaccinated or not. That's not what we're talking about. So, so we want to be pretty precise when it comes to lies as they're being told. It's more like catching me believing the lies that are already implanted in my head. Mm-hmm. That's huge. If that's the direction the question was going, then yeah, to be able to catch those things, but to also realize that if the arrow went deep and that lie is really being felt, that just telling yourself the truth there isn't enough. It's maybe enough to get through that moment, but it's, wow, mm-hmm. that hurt more than it should have. Okay, when I have time later today, I'm going to sit with Jesus and work through that and see if there's some other place that's coming from and get some truth there too so the arrow doesn't go as deep next time. Yeah. Lies are being told to us all the time, all around us, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining, and, and I'm like you, I'm not sure exactly what their intent of the question was, but if they were thinking, you know, I'm an adult. And as I go forward in life, can I catch lies that are being told to me so they don't impact me? Mm -hmm. Um, If you're an adult, I would say not likely that that if those things are impacting you, that people are saying it's because you already do believe that. 
it already has been um, absorbed or or um, held onto by your heart at some point in your life. You know, if they say lies to you and it doesn't have any emotional impact, then you don't really have to worry about it, except the fact that they're not telling you the truth. So catching a lie that someone might tell you, you're, I'm guessing you're talking about things that are hurtful. And what do you do with those? So those are, are evidence that you already do believe what that person's saying at some level, or, or that what that person's saying or doing is tr- triggering something that you believe at some level. And so, yeah, catch them when they happen. You can't be proactive as far as saying they're not going to affect me. Because if they do affect you, then then there's a deep-seated thing to deal with that's already happened. If they don't affect you, then they don't affect you. Because as an adult, we we don't we don't um, gosh, I'm struggling for the right word here. We receive lies into our heart when we're young. That's for the most part when that happens. Not a hundred percent, but for the most part it does. So if you're an adult. What you have is what you have already. If people are saying things that are not true, they're reinforcing things that you probably already have in your heart. So those need you need truth from the Lord on those on those things. But if you're a child or you're dealing with a child, you know maybe grandma calls your kid a stupid idiot, you know, or something. <clears throat> in that moment, you can be proactive, possibly to sit the kid down and talk to them and say that that was wrong what they did you are not this Get, just tell them the truth of who they are help them to forgive if they need to forgive if they were hurt by that and sometimes if it's a really little child that can actually put truth into them and it does it does um shore up that place in their heart so that that lie doesn't take root but you know, if if they're 10 years old and that is said to them and it hurts them, it's because they already have received something like that in their heart. So if a kid's really little, I would say you can be proactive. But if you're an adult talking about being proactive, it's really not, it's not, um, you can't stop the pain from coming. It's going to already be there. I hope that isn't confusing to people, but not knowing exactly what the person's getting at it's a little bit hard to know how to address that. All right. Time for another question here. Uh, During one of the orientations, someone mentioned an example earlier on the truth-based pain of, quote, they died before their time, unquote. How do you speak to that lie? Ooh. Okay. That was when I was talking about uh, the difference between truth-based pain, which is one of the truth-based categories is, grief and loss, right? The difference between that and lie-based pain. And I used an example, say, of a child dying and that there is truth-based pain there, obviously, grief and mourning and loss, knowing that that child, you're not going to be able to interact with them, that they're not in your life anymore. But in many times in grief settings, there is lie-based pain also. And I gave the example that if a child died, some of the lie-based things you might be thinking are, it was my fault. I should have protected them. They died before their time. Those are all lie-based things that can cause the person pain. It's not really grief. They think it's grief when they think about that child being gone, but it's actually 
a, a wrong perception that they're they're believing that's causing that pain. And the Lord can address that. So the person asked, you know, how would you speak to that lie? If if we were in a session with grief, since that was the example that I, the context I had asked or was explaining that in, and they went to a memory that was connected to the loss of that person. And they said, it just feels, it just feels like they died before their time. And that was the thing they they identified that was causing the pain there. Then we would defer that to Jesus. So, so Lord, what do you want them to know about that this little child died before their time? We would allow the Lord to address that and to bring peace to that. You know, I I'm not smart enough to know how God sees that. You know, especially if a baby or a young child dies, I, I don't know, but he he knows what the person needs to hear that will satisfy their heart and bring peace. So that's the context of, of that question. And it's possible that there's things underneath that, like for, for parents who say, my child died before their time. Okay, how does it feel to think that? Mm-hmm. Because it could ultimately get to uh, not being cared about not being valued in in something that's so disconnected from losing a child could go back to some childhood memories of their own. It's like, well, I never get what Mm -hmm. I want. I was always the second best, or I was always, you know, someone else was always chosen before me. So it got ingrained inside of me that I don't matter. And that gets projected on God. And then when Mm -hmm. my child dies at a young age, there you go again. It's just that I don't matter. Mm-hmm. I'm worthless. And you deal with some of those things, and it's amazing how the edge comes off of some of those other conclusions that we come to. Right. So whatever the root of that is, the Lord will address it and bring peace to it. Mm-hmm. So again, it's the answer is we follow the melt process, and we take those things to the Lord, and He resolves it. You know. Right. He resolves it. It's the peace that passes understanding, right? Because if if someone loses a child that's, well, at any age, really, but especially with a, a young child, our logical mind thinks their life was cut off. They were cut short, you know, versus if someone who's 70 dies, we're all like, well, you know, they already lived a good life. You know, it's not funny how we we judge the quality of a life by the number of years when that isn't how God sees it. Mm-hmm. So logically we can think things that if, but if it causes pain, then we take it to the Lord. We use the melt process so that he can speak to that for them. Well, shoot guys, we got through, we got through three questions today. We did it. We're hey. moving right along. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> this has been the Cross Council Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, share with your friends, and look for us on social media. The world will become a much better place, and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by His truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody. <laughs>